Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. If you've been following Grant Paulson of 106.7, the fan up in Washington, D.C. on Twitter, and you should be doing so. He's at Grant H. Paulson. You've probably been seeing him tweet about the Cardinals as often as he's been tweeting about the Nationals over the last week or so. Why? Because he's a big fan of the Cardinals prospects that could be coming back in return for Juan Soto. Grant Paulson joins us now here on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. You hear him weekdays on Grant and Danny on 106.7 The Fan up in D.C. Grant, we appreciate the time, man. Who do you want from the Cardinals if you end up seeing the Cards make a trade with Juan Soto? Brandon, Alex, good morning, good afternoon, I guess, with the the, the time zone change out there. Uh, I'm sitting in the shadows of Nats Park, and, yeah, I think they're trying to trade Juan Soto. Who would I want? I want everything you got. I mean, this is three post-seasons of uh, of basically Ted Williams at age 23 at at this point. Um, Realistically, look, the the Cardinals and every other team are going to have to decide if they want to blow up their system. But I would say the guys I'm most intrigued by would be, among others, you know, Nolan Gorman at the big league level, I think the separator for St. Louis, the reason I think they make the most sense for Washington is they've got young, controllable major league talent. They can package into this deal. I just got back from the Futures game. I, I cover the minor leagues for MLB Network Radio. And uh, Jordan Walker, the third baseman, is 20 years old, big right-handed bat in that system, who looks like an NFL defensive end, uh, is super skilled and I think is going to be a stud at the major league level hitting 300 in the minors right now with, with double-digit steals at his size, with his power. Uh, so he would have to be in the deal. And then, uh, while I don't think the Cardinals have necessarily the high-end arms that are major league ready in their system that some of these other organizations like the Dodgers or the Yankees might, they've got a couple guys I'm really intrigued by, including Tink Hentz, who is only 19 years old and is in Palm Beach and has a sub-1 ERA in his nine starts uh, this year in 27 innings, who's kind of being babied right now. Uh, and treated with kid gloves, but I'm really enamored with his skill set. So a package around maybe a, a Nolan Gorman, Jordan Walker, Tink Hansen, and you throw in a couple of other pieces from that system would probably get it done for me. Grant Hannah Yates here in for Alex today, and I'm staring at one of your tweets that says your preference for a Juan Soto trade would be St. Louis Dodgers Yankees in that order. And you really just referenced to that talking about the farm system that the Cardinals have to offer. Is that why you chose this order? And my second question there being, do you think that's actually the best move for the St. Louis Cardinals? So I think it's a couple things, right? Number one, it's the young major league talent for St. Louis that is the separator. I really believe that. Um, whether that's Dylan Carlson, I know he's having a bit of a down year, but I'm still high on the player. Um, Nolan Gorman, who I've referenced, or even Zach Thompson, who I think is a future starter and a good one at the major league level in the middle of a rotation is pitching out of the bullpen. You know, Some type of package involving one or two of those guys I think is really helpful. The Nationals... No, don't just want minor league prospects. They're looking for guys who have already gotten to the big leagues so that they can expedite their rebuild. So 
Um, when you juxtapose St. Louis to a lot of these other teams, I just think they have that young talent already arrived at the majors, and that is a differentiator. The other thing I would say, though, is I trust the Cardinals' player development. You know, you, you see it constantly. They do a really good job drafting and grooming and developing. In the same way, I trust the Dodgers, who are right up there at the top of my board as well, because a lot of their best players are in double and triple A. Now, I'm not as fixated on the 18 and the 19 year olds, the low levels of the minors. Generally, I'll take a flyer and a wild card on, on a guy like Tink Hens, who MLB pipeline has ninth in that system. who I think has a huge ceiling, but I'm not building a deal around a bunch of guys like that. So that's why I like the Cardinals. And then in, in specific to St. Louis, you know, obviously most of the tweeting or the, the breaking down of this deal I'm doing is from a DC perspective and the Nats getting the most and the best back. But I, I don't think a team can lose that's acquiring Juan Soto. I, I can't stress to people how unique and special this guy is and what a game changer he'll be for a contender. Uh, he comes to St. Louis. They're three games back in the Central, and I think he makes a big enough impact if they win that division. And this is a guy that helped carry the Nationals to the 19 World Series as a then 20-year-old. And if you go back and watch the World Series, I mean, he's hitting 400-foot bombs to the opposite field off Verlander and Cole and Houston. He could be the guy that puts you over the top. And if you're talking about two NLCSs or a World Series run, I mean, with all due respect to you know some of the prospects we're talking about, I think you got to make that deal. Those flags fly forever, right? Yeah, I've, I've heard that said somewhere before. I'm a big believer in that, Grant. We're talking to Grant Paulson here on 101 ESPN. I, I think my big question is just like the willingness for the Cardinals to do it because I understand in, any analysis that you see anywhere nationally is basically saying, hey, the Cardinals have traded for these stars in the past. Yet they have. But this is not the same kind of a deal as those were. Nolan Arenado was basically handed over to them on a silver platter with $50 million as a sweetener in the deal. Paul Goldschmidt was a big deal because the Cardinals were willing to take on the money that remained on his contract. And you look at that deal, there there wasn't a ton that went in return to the Diamondbacks either. This is going to take a haul, as you've mentioned. And then earlier today, I saw you tweeting about this. I was listening to the interview as well. Mike Rizzo told uh, a local radio station up there near DC that the the Nationals are not going to dilute a return for any player by adding a bad contract. He made it clear that was in reference to Patrick Corbin. That is one thing to say publicly. Grant, do you believe that that is their stance in negotiations right now privately as well as this is them trying to get the most possible for Juan Soto and they're not going to include that Patrick Corbin deal? So I didn't think that until today. Look, I... Mike Rizzo went so hard on that. He said you heard the interview that I've got to take him at his word. I mean, I know a lot of times you just say things and you pop off. But, I mean, if you hear the audio, he essentially was angry at the idea and made fun of a, a MLB uh, writer who had floated it about the idea that they haven't had one conversation with a team where they would want Corbin involved. It makes sense, too. Like I have talked a lot about them involving Corbin in a deal because I had heard that that is something that they would like to do from someone within the organization. Having said that, it's pretty clear. It's not something Mike Rizzo wants to do. And he's the guy forming the deal. Um, they shouldn't include Patrick Corbin. Think about it from St. Louis's perspective. Like if you're eating that money, this is the guy with the worst ERA in baseball. And has been statistically the worst starting pitcher in the national league for now two and a half years running since 2020. And still worthwhile because, as I said, flags fly forever, and he pitched the Nats to a 2019 World Series in year one of a six-year deal. But 
I say that to tell you that if you're if you're adding him to the package, if you're St. Louis, you probably almost prefer that because now you you're taking one of your young big leaguers out, or you're taking a couple of your minor league prospects out. The Nationals should use this opportunity with a bad farm system and very few young, good major leaguers on the worst team in the sport by way of record this year as a chance to get as much back as possible, to completely reboot their system, to completely have this be a game changer where they're competitive in two years and right now there's no competition for them in sight. And so if you dilute it with Corbin, you really hurt the return. So that was music to my ears. I do believe it just because of how hard he went in the paint, kind of throwing his elbows around after the rebound, like Shaquille O'Neal there. Um, but it, it was not what I've been hearing over the last couple of weeks, I will say that. Grant, there have been a lot of names thrown out, roster names, prospect names, that would have to be a package deal in order to acquire a Juan Soto. For this example, from the Cardinals, if it's Dylan Carlson, Jordan Walker, Mason Wynn, Matthew Libertor, and another prospect arm, from a Cardinals-St. Louis perspective, do you think that's something they'd be willing up to give, and is that something that would make them better in acquiring a Juan Soto for the long run? Yeah, so that's a great question, and that goes back to, I think, kind of, as Brandon was saying, like, will they be willing to do it? I would, if I'm Mike Rizzo, pull the trigger on a deal like that if that's the best offer. I mean, frankly, I would take that to the Dodgers or the Yankees or anybody else and say, okay, this is what we're doing. Can you top it? I hesitate to think that John Mozellock and his crew will do that because they really haven't shown, as you guys know better than I do, the, the willingness to part with those types of players, let alone all in one package. The reason I think that the Dodgers are more likely, I would even just as a wild card throw like the Padres in there. Agreed. Is for for lack of a better term, like they're on team get bleep done, right? (laughs) Andrew Friedman just does this stuff. Like, wait, Mookie Betts is a Dodger? How the hell did that happen? Wait, uh, they just took on the David Price contract? Wait, they just traded for Turner and Scherzer? I mean, they do this. Like, who loves stars, it seems like? more than A.J. Preller does. I mean, some of the moves and the splashes and the, the, the blockbuster things they've been involved with, they almost have this, like, fantasy baseball vibe to them that something like this seems so crazy and so hard to pull off. And I've kind of been saying uh, up until the last couple of days, I still think it's a 55 60% chance Soto doesn't get traded because it's just really hard to, to, to find the dance partner and to get what you want. You don't have to trade him right now. But... I I would rank the Dodgers and the Padres ahead of teams like the Cardinals and the Yankees, just based on the precedent recently of, and I'd be the same way as as Mazelik, by the way, if I'm a GM, like I value those guys so much, maybe too much that it's hard for me to give so many of them up for one player. But I'm telling you, getting to watch Juan Soto every day, he's my favorite player as an adult of my lifetime. I haven't felt this way about an athlete in any sport since I was like 10. You know, I want to get, I'm 34. I got two kids and a mortgage. I want to put a picture on my wall. I mean, this dude is, he is, it's different. I mean, you guys, if if you were to to pull off the deal within two weeks, you'd go, okay, we get it. Like every at bat is must see. It's it's crazy. And I'm saying this in a year where he's hitting 240. I mean, and, and he's got a 900 OPS and a 400 on base. And people are saying it's a down year. Like the ceiling for him is the 19 world series run where, He's just hitting bombs and, and getting on base every time you turn around. And if he was on a contending team, you couldn't pitch around him. Like he's going to walk 50 more times than anybody else. No, he, can, he sees one pitch to hit every two days, and he's got 20 bombs and a 900 OPS. It's really amazing. I'm, I 
could imagine him hitting between Goldie and Arenado, and I, I think that would go pretty well for him. Uh, it seems like yeah. that would fit okay in the Cardinals lineup. Slightly the, different than Cesar Hernandez and Lane Thomas. Slightly. Just a little. I, I remember the Lane Thomas experience. I, I can confirm that is slightly different than Arenado and Goldie. Grant, the final question that I've got for you, and I'm not saying, I'm not asking you this question because I feel this way. I am just curious what your perspective on this is as somebody who has been around the Nationals. The Cardinals typically go after a specific type of player, the baseball rats. Paul Goldschmidt is a guy that like, I don't know that most people nationally know a whole lot about Paul Goldschmidt because he's just, he's kind of quiet. He goes about his business and he goes home. He's a family man, all of those different things. Nolan Arenado is as intense a baseball player as I have covered here in St. Louis. You've got Yachty and all of these guys are a specific type of player, right? That they both go after and then resign long-term. How do you think Juan Soto would fit into what you think of and I think what most people think of the Cardinal way, if you will? I don't think there's a clubhouse in the sport that Juan Soto wouldn't fit into well. And that's not to say, based on his skill, that he wouldn't make a team better. That goes without saying. This guy loves baseball. Loves it. Like, where he rubs people the wrong way. I want to say the Cardinals in the NLCS, maybe somebody bristled with him or something is based on his in-game competitiveness and shtick, if you will, where, and it's real, like it's, it's not an act, where he's doing his shuffle and it's mono e mono and I'm staring you down a little longer than I'm supposed to. Like, it's stuff that I love. And there's a lot of people from the old guard who are like 67 years old who think you know, he's, he'll ruin the game. I mean, he loves baseball. And I can't speak to how many hours he's putting in. I would tell you the results kind of speak for themselves, but... I just know this. He's one of the most popular players with everyone that I've been interacting with over the years in the Nats clubhouse. From the old guys like Scherzer to the young dudes who are up and coming like uh, Rendon or Turner. I've never heard a bad word about the guy. He's always smiling. He's kind of uh, hangs out with every group. He, he sits at every lunch table with all the different cliques. I, I, if, you, if you paid me to say something bad about Juan Soto, I couldn't do it other than I guess that he doesn't want to take uh, – the money and stay in DC for the next 15 years, which would be my goal, but I don't fault him. I mean, you hire Scott Boris, you don't do that so that you could take a team friendly deal. You do that to get every penny when you get a chance to and, and to break every record financially. Grant, this has been awesome, man. Thanks for giving us your insight from the DC perspective on the Juan Soto sweepstakes. Hopefully we'll be talking with you in the next week or two about what Juan Soto means for the Cardinals down the stretch. <laughs> well, Good luck. And uh, yeah, I, I would say, you know, again, I, I want all these guys for the Nats perspective, but I really, I have a hard time believing a year from now after the trade, any team that acquires him is going to, to feel like they made a mistake, but uh, we'll see if they can pull it off. It's going to be tough. Absolutely. That's Grant Paulson of Grant and Danny on 106.7, the fan up in Washington, D.C. You can follow him on Twitter if you want to follow along from the D.C. perspective of the one Soto sweepstakes at Grant H. Paulson. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you 24-7 with supplies and solutions for every industry and access to product specialists ready to help. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music 
and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.